you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or pain in your feet and legs? It could be caused by something as simple and common as a B1 deficiency. This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a solution for low B1. Zobria. Zobria is a safe, effective, and clinically proven nutritional supplement containing a high-potency bioactive form of vitamin B1, which has been shown to reverse symptoms caused by low B1 with no side effects. Low B1 causes your nerve cells to stop functioning properly, resulting in numbness, tingling, burning, and pain in the feet and legs. It may also contribute to forgetfulness, loss of mental focus, fatigue, and loss of appetite. Restoring proper B1 levels has been shown to improve the functioning of these nerve cells. You can get Zobria risk-free by going to zobria.com. That's zobria.com and get 20% off with coupon code Hoffman at checkout. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's zobria.com. Vitamin B1 perfected. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I am your host, Layla Mutin. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. If you'd like to make an appointment with me, call the office, talk to Liz. She'll set you up. 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. If you want to email me with topics of interest, questions that you'd like to hear me address, that you'd like to hear me weigh in on as this is me weighing in <clears throat> every week for you, usually on a Friday. Uh, the, the email is radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. There's a wonderful journal that arrives in my inbox. One of my inboxes. I have about five emails. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's the Natural Medicine Journal, and it's at naturalmedicinejournal.com if you want to access it. It's a free journal. There's often wonderful articles in there that I like to reference, that I like to glean from, that I like to tell you about. And one of these, and this is by uh, John Neustadt, who's a naturopathic doctor, about Medication-induced osteoporosis. Medication-induced osteoporosis. Yes, you heard that, that right. What do you mean? Wait, you just get osteoporosis as you get older, you know, because your hormones are waxing and waning, and especially postmenopausally, especially women, they will tend to get osteoporosis. Well, there is a such thing as medication-induced osteoporosis. So clinicians generally understand that there is an increased risk of osteoporosis with age, menopausal status, lifestyle issues, nutrient depletions, and several comorbidities, certainly nutrient depletions, right? However, there seems to be limited understanding about the growing list of medicines that impact bone metabolism, decrease bone mineral density, and increase fractures. According to the CDC, 
the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, about 74% of physician office visits involve drug therapy. Wow. Three quarters of doctor's visits involve drug therapy. You're given a prescription by your, by your doctor. <clears throat> In the United States, approximately 44% of men and 57% of women age 65 years or more take at least five medications. Wow. And 12% of the people of this age group take 10 or more. In my world of nutrition, when I see 10 or more medications, we have a diagnosis for that. That's called polypharmacy. If a patient is coming into the office with complaints, symptoms, discomfort, and I see a list of 10 medications, wow, I think to myself, how much of their complaints, their symptoms, their discomforts are being caused by these medications, side effects of these medications, right? So given the higher number of patients taking medication, clinicians will undoubtedly work with patients who are filling prescriptions that increase the risk of osteoporosis and fragility fractures. Understanding which medications increase osteoporosis and fracture risk and their mechanisms of action can assist healthcare providers in knowing when they need to take steps to mitigate this adverse effect or change the medication altogether. Now, how many of you who are on prescription medications are on them for the rest of your life? I'm going to get into the different types of medications that adversely impact bone mineral density. So this review article by Dr. John Neustadt in the Natural Medicine Journal, this review evaluates the damaging skeletal effects of some of the most commonly prescribed medications and evidence-based recommendations for reversing bone loss and preventing fractures in these patients are also covered with highlights on vitamins K, D, and calcium. You've heard me talk about that elsewhere on this podcast about reversing bone loss. Vitamin D, vitamin K is important. Magnesium is important. All of that. This is about the drugs that may be causing osteoporosis. Now, we know that osteoporosis is a disease characterized by decreased bone quantity and quality hand-in-hand with an increase in fracture risk. It's the most common metabolic bone disease with an estimated 200 million people worldwide, including 53 million Americans, either already having osteoporosis or being at high risk. And in women, an accelerated rate of bone loss also occurs during menopause and for about 10 years after. And postmenopausal women are at the highest risk for osteoporosis. I want to add a little sidebar to that. It's more than a sidebar. It's important. 
For women who have osteoporosis prior to menopause, a big risk factor besides these medicines that I'm going to jump into in a moment is eating disorder. And I'm talking primarily restrictive eating disorders like anorexia nervosa. Not talking about overeating, obesity, binge eating necessarily. I'm talking about anorexia nervosa. I'm talking about bulimia to some degree if there's a lot of restriction with it. Compensatory behaviors like vomiting and laxative use. All of this keeps that person, just the restricted eating alone is causing nutrient depletion, putting that person at nutritional risk for developing osteoporosis. So this is a, this is a list. This is a list of medications causing osteoporosis and fractures. Are you sitting down? Glucocorticoids. Now we're talking about these steroid medications. Maybe you're taking prednisone. Maybe you're taking prednisolone or dexamethasone, a dex pack. Maybe you're taking cortisone, budenicide, budesonide, rather budesonide, right? If you're on these steroids for a short period of time to take care of an acute situation of inflammation, it's all right. If you're taking this for a few weeks or maybe even a couple of months, maybe you have inflammatory bowel disease. Maybe you have some other kind of inflammation present in your body. Maybe you have uh, an acute case of asthma that requires some prednisone. You're going to be taking it for a short period of time and then you're pretty much done. But there are people who are taking it for much longer periods of time. And I'm talking many, many months, years of taking a type of cortisone, budesonide, prednisolone. These we know can lower bone mineral, bone mineral density. The next class of drugs are acid suppression therapy. Are you taking Nexium? Are you taking Prevacid, Prilosec, Asifex, Protonix? Let me give you the other names. Esomeprazole, omeprazole, pentoprazole, lansoprazole, and rabeprazole. These, this is everything I just named. Nexium, Prilosec, Protonix, Prevacid, Asifex. And I know, for the most part, anyone I know to be on this acid suppression therapy because they have GERD, they have heartburn, or something, or they have Barrett's esophagus, and they're on this acid suppression therapy. They're on the, these medicines for life. But if you read the uses and the warnings on the pamphlet in that medication, you're going to see that you shouldn't be on it for more than three to six weeks. It can cause damage to the kidneys down the road, or it may, you know, compromise your kidney function. It may cause toxic effects to the brain. And when you're suppressing your stomach acid, you're suppressing the very thing needed to digest and absorb your food and your nutrition. When there's not enough stomach acid, we're not absorbing all of our nutrition. That includes the calcium and the magnesium and the vitamin D and everything you need 
for a healthy bone mineral density. That's what we're talking about. Let me go on to another class of drugs. How many of you are on antidepressants or know somebody who is? We all know people who are on antidepressants. The SSRIs, which are the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, Selexa, Lexapro, Prozac, Paxil, Zoloft, right? Selexa, also known as citalopram. Lexapro is escitalopram. Prozac is fluoxetine. Paxil is paroxetine. And sertraline is Zoloft. And the SNRIs, which are the serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors, which are Stratera, Pristique, Cymbalta, and Effexor. So these SSRIs and SNRIs, these class of these antidepressant medications are problematic in that they interfere with bone mineral density. I'll bet your doctor didn't tell you or you didn't know that once you're put on this drug, and of course you're not put on it for a short period of time because your doctor, your psychiatrist said, no, you're doing well on it, stay on it. No, you're doing well on it. Stay there, it's good, it's good, it's fine. I've heard many of you come into my office and say, I don't think it's doing anything. I'm not sure it's doing anything at all. I'm not sure I feel different. But And I've heard others of you say, it's changed my life. I feel so much better. And for those of you, you need to stay on your medication. And we need to mitigate the effects on your bone mineral density. That's what you work on with your nutritionist. That's how you do it with the nutrition professional, right? So antidepressants are problematic in this regard. The next drugs, aromatase inhibitors. Are you taking Arimidex or Femara because you've had breast cancer, because you've had prostate cancer? You're on these aromatase inhibitors, Aromacin, Femara, Arimidex. When you're tamping down your hormones with these aromatase inhibitors, that has a negative impact on bone mineral density, just like it does for postmenopausal women. Because after menopause, those, you know, your, your estrogen, progesterone, there isn't much of that. It's waning at that point, and that puts us at risk, right? And another class of drugs, androgen deprivation therapy, and this particularly for prostate cancer, Lupron, Eligard, Zolodex, Trellstar, Vantus, and Suprelin LA. So gentlemen, if you're on androgen de- deprivation therapy, you're at risk for osteoporosis. You're at risk for osteoporosis. And unfortunately, guidelines for mitigating Medication-induced osteoporosis and fracture risk do not exist for most drugs. The best case is to discontinue the medication or switch to one that does not damage bone. However, that is not always possible. Listen, you are not to stop your drugs on your own. This article is meant for healthcare practitioners. So you need to work with your healthcare practitioner, your doctor, 
right? You need to work with your healthcare provider, your practitioner, if you want to change or taper off the medications that you're currently taking. You don't do it on your own. There is a danger of that. You could have terrible side effects. You could have terrible withdrawal symptoms. Don't do it. You have to do it under supervision. So, and for those who must stay on particular medications for a much longer period of time or even for life, there are ways that you can seek out a nutrition professional like myself. Yes, honking my horn. Yep. You can seek out advice from a nutrition professional to mitigate the nutritional risks that are associated with these medications because this is a true detriment to your health. I can't tell you how many times that I've had women in their 40s walk into my office who have been taking Prilosec or Nexium since, you know, for the last 10 years. And they come into my office crying because they're only 42 years old and they have osteoporosis. Well, are you in menopause? No. Have you had a hysterectomy? No. Still menstruating, all of that. Their hormones are fine. But because of this acid suppression therapy, they now have osteoporosis. And why didn't their doctor tell them that? And why didn't their doctor say, yeah, you know, I'm going to prescribe this medication to reduce your acid because you're complaining of heartburn and you sound hoarse. But rather than sending you to a nutritionist who can help you change your diet, lifestyle modifications to naturally get rid of your GERD, your heartburn, your LPR, laryngopharyngeal reflux, I'm going to give you this medication that may or may not cause these side effects in you or these nutritional risks in you. So it's always important whenever you get any kind of prescription from your doctor, especially one that you're staying on long-term, I'm not talking about short-term. Short-term is fine because we know afterwards you're off that drug therapy and your body has the chance to recoup and replete nutrition. This is important, right? So ask your doctor, well, what are the side effects? What can it cause? Have them open up that big tome of a book called the Physician's Desk Reference and look it up. Have them look it up. Have, have a conversation with them. Well, gee, doctor, that sounds like a lot of side effects. Is there something else we can do? Best case scenario? Hey, I know a, a dietitian nutritionist you should go see. And that's why I think nutrition visits, visits need to be mandated when you see your physician. Because, again, the physician wants to first do no harm. If a drug therapy may cause harm, even the littlest bit, it's worth exploring other options, ones that will not do you any harm. Doesn't that make sense? And guess what? Did you know that... The older we get, when we're in our 50s and 60s, we need double the RDA in protein. This is in the scientific literature. We need double the recommended daily allowance for protein than a 20 or 30-year-old does. And that is to maintain our bone mineral density, our muscle strength. And we need, we need the essential amino acids. The essential amino acids you get 
from all of your food sources, but primarily animal sources, right? So these amino acids, I'll name them, histidine, glutamine, tryptophan, valine, threonine, isoleucine, and leucine. Those are the branch chain amino acids, isoleucine and leucine, that help to build muscle. They are anabolic. Lysine, phenylalanine, methionine. These are 10 essential amino acids. For babies, there's another one added. It's arginine. That's an essential amino acid. So it's very, very, very important to be getting all of the essential amino acids. Why are they called essential? Because the body doesn't make them. And we we depend on diet for them. And the best sources are animal protein. You do have plant sources of many of these proteins, right? But you'd have to eat a whole lot of almonds, like maybe a liter, to get the same amount of tryptophan than you would from about three to four ounces of chicken or a burger, right? So remember that we need double the RDA of protein as we get older to save our bones and our muscles because sarcopenia happens, especially in elderly people who start losing lean body mass. It is essential to get these essential amino acids. You get that from a very good diet that also includes good amounts of clean, organic, grass-fed animal protein and very clean sources of fish and wild game and pro- and poultry and all of the above. So, again, these classes of drugs, the glucocorticoids, if you're taking steroids, if you're taking acid suppression therapy because you have acid reflux or GERD, if you're taking antidepressants, if you're taking aromatase inhibitors because you've had uh, some type of a reproductive uh, estrogen or hormone positive cancer, and now you're having to take aromatase inhibitors or androgen deprivation therapy, osteoporosis can happen. And you need to mitigate these effects the best way that you can. So again, I remind you, send me questions, topics of interest. That's radio program at AOL.com. That's radio program at AOL.com. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea. Future Farm's elderberry with zinc and echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Layla Mutin, R.D., I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, 
There's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.